Hello, I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. And this week, well, we went to see Dreamgirls, but before we went, we were really lucky. We got to have a chat with the star of Dreamgirls. She's playing Effie White, and she's called Marisha Wallace, and she's absolutely lovely. And she came into the studio for a chat. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast in the studio today. And I'm going to uh, say this straight away. This is the hottest day, in June day, in England since 1976. Wow. But I have Marisha <laughs> Wallace, who's come from uh, New York. So you're used to hot... And, and North Carolina and all that. So you know about hot weather. Oh, yeah. yeah. We you, know how to handle yeah, it. Yeah, you know how to handle it. We don't, of course. But well, before yeah. we start anything, because I do this for all my guests, is you get a little cupcake. It's a very mini cupcake. Okay. And there are four in here, and you get to choose oh. which one. And uh, my producer and I... Um, we get the other one. So, no. Do you have Rolos in America? Yes. The chocolate Rolos? Yes, in you the do. gold pack, okay. yes. These are Gemma's cupcakes. They're quite special mm-hmm. Gemma's cupcakes. Two Ooh. of those are Rolo cupcakes. Okay. And two of them are red velvet crispy something. So, you either you, okay. you either get a, a Rolo one or a red velvet. Well, they survived the heat. They're very fresh. I mean, I did only just pick them I up. I have... You can choose. They're, like, they're tiny. A tiny obsession with red velvet. So oh, wow. This I kind is of need to go there. Okay. Well, just that, to test, to that, be that, like, it's okay. That red velvet you know what I mean? cu- crispy cupcake is yours. <laughs> have your name on it. Thank you. My producer's now taken Sarah. I'd taken the roller oh, one before goodness. I could blink. Oh, they, they did preserve well. So, yeah, I'm going to save it just, for the end. Yeah, okay. okay. You can save it for the end. It's like it's a bite and a half because mm. it's a mini cupcake. Yeah. But um, I hope you enjoyed that. When you Amazing. Have it. Anyway, I am talking to you, Marisha, because you are in Dreamgirls in the West End, um, you, which you, you've had, you've been on Broadway in Something Rotten and Aladdin, and you were on the tour in America of Book of Mormon. Yes. My absolute favourite musical. I adore that one. Oh, yes. So w- the big question is, what are you doing in the West End? How did that happen? How did you get oh from goodness. Broadway to London's West End? I was actually still in Something Rotten on Broadway. And um, we had just actually got our closing notice probably like two months before. And I had just come from doing Dream Girls at a regional theater in Dallas called Dallas Theater Center, which just won a Tony Award. For oh. best regional theater, like this past Tony. Oh, wow, fantastic. Yeah, so I was like, I'm a good luck charm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> So I just worked with them for three months, and then I had come back to Something Rotten, and I had been there for a couple months, and um, the show was going to close in probably like two or three weeks, and I was just kind of like seeing what was next. I was actually doing a concert, a solo concert, a reading, and doing my Broadway show eight times a week. So mm-hmm. this was like on a Tuesday that they called and they were like, Are London called, are you interested in coming to do Dream Girls? I was like, Oh, London called. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they're like, Are you interested to come do it, you know, after um uh something rotten closes? And I was like, Sure, okay. And then a couple of days later and they were like, Um, are you interested to come for a little while? And will you come next week? <laughs> and I was like Okay. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Yeah, it was quick. It was quick. So um, I packed my stuff and oh, I was wow. there the next week. I learned the show in five days, and then in I was, five days. Yes, 
And then I was on. Yeah, I was on. There was like, remember when there was illness going around the whole West End? Mm -hmm. And it kind of hit Dreamgirls really bad. A lot of shows had had to cancel shows. Like, it was crazy. And they were like, we need someone now to cover. And then um, Amber got pneumonia. So then they needed someone to come take over the role. And I took it over for, I learned it in five days. Took it over. Got some hair and some dresses, and there you go. Hit the stage. That's how you do it. That's how we do it on Broadway. And moved to to London. So we have we've met before because we chatted um, when you performed at Magic at the Musicals at the Albert Hall, and I spoke to you. And you'd done your sound check. Yes, I think I spoke to everyone after they'd done their sound check. Yes, everyone was very excited about their sound check (laughs) because they were performing with the fantastic orchestra in the Albert Hall, but you hadn't done it with an audience. No. So and and I then sat in the audience and watched the show. So I know ah. how you went down. How did it feel? I mean, the roof came off the Albert Hall oh, when you were singing. But how how did you feel about after that performance? It was like everything that I had worked for in my whole life came to that moment, like to that point. Because it was like, I had been doing theater and stuff for like 10 years. I did theme parks and regional theater and cruise ships mm-hmm. and national tours and blah, 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 all kinds of work. And then finally at this moment, it was just like, bam, this is right where I'm supposed to be. And everything that I've done has led me to this moment. So I was really overwhelmed yeah. <laughs> at the end of it, I'm telling you. And everyone stood and there's like 4,000 people there and everyone's standing. And I'm like on this huge stage with this massive orchestra behind me singing a song that I've been singing like literally my whole life. I used to sing, and I'm telling you, for talent shows when I was a kid, like... I was singing it when I was 10 years old, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then to sing that song again, like on this big stage, and that it, it that song has so much history anyway with who sang it before me and and to do it now. It was just like a really amazing moment and it just reminded me that I had like worked so hard to get there and that I can make my dreams come true. And I didn't come from like a, you know, amazing family that had money or anything like I kind of really worked grassroots to get to where I was and so it was just like a and that was good moment yeah I was like standing everyone to their feet well let's talk about where you did come from then tell me so you were you were brought up in North Carolina yeah I was brought up in a rural town it's literally like a farm town that there's cows and like corn and the nearest house is like a mile away kind Mm. of situation um, it's called Goldsboro, North Carolina. It's kind of near Raleigh, where the capital is, but like an hour and a half out east. And um, yeah, my whole family sang. So that was kind of like, I come from a very musical family. Like my mom okay. sings, my grandma sings, my dad plays guitar and sings, my brother can play like six instruments. So everybody sang. So to be a singer was like, oh, you can sing, you know, but never did anyone take it to the next level. So a lot of people tried, like my dad tried to put out an album, like there's been people in my family who've tried to get to the next level. I had one cousin who was on television and she was kind of the person I looked up to. I was like, oh, okay, she kind of made it. Maybe I could, you know, get there. And so I just, you know, sang and then I had this amazing teacher in high school who was like, I think you might be a little bit better than what you think you are. I think you can like take this somewhere else. So she took me to my college um, auditions and I went and auditioned at East Carolina University and I didn't get in. <laughs> I actually, because it was for See, opera. the best people never yeah, get in first Yeah, it was time. for opera though. So oh. I went and 
I was a gospel singer. Like, and I did sang you gospel. Sing opera? Did no. You want to sing? No, okay. <laughs> no, not at all. But I didn't know that there was any other option because I wanted to go for like vocal performance. Right. So I learned an aria and I sang it. And um, they were like, oh, it's good, but we feel like there's something that might be wrong with your voice. And I was like, what? I was like, I'm amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> no one's ever told me there was something wrong with my voice. And then I found out, because I had been singing gospel music, you know, my whole life, that I had a polyp on my vocal cords. And I was 18. Oh, yeah. Did. I was and 18 was from... years old, just from singing hard gospel yeah. music my whole life. And um, that was just like, what a shock. And then my parents were just like, okay, well, whatever she has to do to get it fixed. And then I went to a speech pathologist and then I got I got surgery when I was 18. And then I went back to the school and someone was like, well, if you can't get into the opera program because you need to heal, like you need to wait, you could do musical theater. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do with that? But okay, cool. So um, I could wait a year. So I waited a year, and then um, I auditioned. So I got healed and everything. And that, so it took, yeah. did it take a year to It took to about heal a year to, heal, to like be good. Fully. And then I had to retrain with a new voice teacher. And so I got a voice teacher at the school who was amazing. She literally taught me how to speak again. So I was told I was never going to sing again yeah. when I was 18. And then I got into the... So I auditioned after the year. I, you know, rested and took voice lessons and things, and then I got into the musical theater program. And then from there, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I suppose that training taught you how to sing without the fear of getting the polyps again. Yeah, and then I knew so much be... about my voice at a young age. Like, I knew all about my vocal health and, like, how to protect my voice. And the teacher that I had was like, look, you're not going to be an opera singer. You're going to do R&B, gospel, jazz. Like, you, mm -hmm. that's what you're going to do. So I'm going to teach you how to do that healthfully so that's what she taught me and then now my voice is like stronger than it ever was before i got the yeah, surgery because and just, stuff. just even singing that that one song i'm telling you is is a heck of a vocal yes <laughs> exercise totally I mean, it's such a huge number you could strain your voice any time do, right. just doing that one song and people and have yeah. yeah for sure um, but I think because I went through that so early in life, I know so much about my voice. Like, I know my voice so well. And I know um, when it's, like, time to be quiet and when it's time to, like, go for it. And then when... Because it's vocal... Doing the role like Effie White is just literally... You're a vocal athlete. Like, it's mm. like taking care of your voice like an athlete would take care of their body because it's like a muscle. So, like, what you eat, what you drink, how much you talk, where you go, um, how much sleep you got the night before, it all factors into it. So, I would say be kind to live performers because there's so many things that we have to take care of that affect our voice. Even, like, the temperature of the theater. Is it hot outside? Is it cold? Is it warm? Like, is it, like, the humidity it all plays into, you know, what we do. So you've managed to keep healthy in London. Yeah, you. I have. I was the only one healthy when everyone was sick. <laughs> so that was good. And tell me how London's West End is different from Broadway. Broadway, it's, it's just different in the fact... I do feel like a stage is a stage, like because I've worked on so many different stages because mm. I've done national tours and things too. But, like, a, a stage is a stage... Um, I do feel like the people here are hungry for the theater because they don't, especially they don't get shows like Dreamgirls 
here. And I feel like we have so many singers that sound like the singers in Dreamgirls in America. So it's not as special. Do you know what I mean? Uh, So here it's just like they're like, what? I've never heard a voice like this or I've never heard people sing like this. So they're just so excited about the show, which is really cool. So I'm like, yeah, Yeah. well, it is special. It's because we take it for granted because we hear people sing like that. Like, my mom can sing like, well, like that, or my grandma can sing like that, you know what I mean? Because you talked about having a church background, when you, and yeah. you said that, that everybody just sort of everybody sang, gospel like singers that. like Every, that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, because, like, it, your whole family can sing like that. So it's not even something special to you, but then to come here and to sing like I do, and everyone's like, what is that? You know, so it's really cool. Yeah, so you can stand yeah. out here and be different. Yeah, you can be different. Than just with everybody yeah. else in America. And Broadway... I, it's, I mean, I love both. It's just, you know, it's just a different, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot of community on Broadway, which I like because I guess it's been around so long. But I do feel like the West End is having a renaissance, too, because most of the shows are from <laughs> from Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then I also feel like um, there's a lot of diversity on the West End that is not on Broadway right now, which is great for us as being, you know... African-American performers. I've talked to quite a few people about this, yeah. actually. And they're just saying there's so many more shows now with opportunities. Yeah, the opportunity is here. Performers. Or, as I always say, most parts could be played by anybody. It yeah. just, just takes a little bit of imagination to mm-hmm. cast them like that. But there are just art, more more work available, I think. Yeah, and I also feel like the West, West End is more willing to take a risk, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um uh, they're taking risk on like casting people different ways and things like that and I I hope that Broadway will get more diverse and it not just be like oh one season is diverse not mm. you know all the seasons are diverse so I think it's kind of going that way but there's definitely more opportunities here on the West End at the moment which is very interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. well that obviously begs the question yeah uh, are you going straight back to Broadway when you finish here or would you look um, for more opportunities I don't know yeah. yet um, all those things are kind of being worked out as the moment if I will you know stay or go or whatever but I'm here till November as of now so mm. <laughs> maybe by the time this podcast comes out <laughs> I don't know, but, you know. Yeah. A, f- a few general musical theatre questions, because yes. it is the musical and theatre podcast. Um, if you could sing any song from a musical, any musical, okay, you're back at the Albert Hall, imagine. Okay. What song are you going to choose? Oh, that's hard. I mean, I've already sung, and I'm telling you, it is like the penult- <laughs> the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate song. It oh probably is, God. actually. It <laughs> is. Yeah, I know. Um, but and then you know, second choice. You've done that one. Second choice. Ah, uh, it's hard. Well, I do love Funny Girl, and I kind of hope that they would cast a black girl as Penny Price. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't get it because I was like, wouldn't that be funny if she was black? Because then she's funny. It just well, stands out. So why um, not? Though, I know. Why, why not? not? Why not? I love Don't Rain on My Parade. I feel like I could like kill that. In, uh-huh. uh, in the in the hall with the whole thing and the the symphony orchestra and everything, um, I'm actually singing "I Know Where I've Been" from Hairspray with the symphony, and it sounds so good. It's so interesting to hear a symphony play gospel music or play mm. any kind of like you know music with funk because it just has like a whole another like 
thing to it. It sounds really, really cool. So I think that would be a fun song. Okay. Too. And if you could be a character from a musical, not not play it, oh. actually be that person. Be the person. Be the person. Who would it be? Oh, wow. Who would I be? I think I would want someone with, like, magical powers. <laughs> you want to be someone with magical powers. Okay. Um, who in musical has got... Elphaba has magical powers. Alphaba, okay. And she belts. And she can, like, belt as she, like, flies. So, I mean, that's fierce. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. We'll be... <laughs> and she's got magical yeah, powers. Yeah, yeah, good answer. We want to be somebody with magical powers. Right? Um, yeah, so, yeah. you're happy in London. You're not going back till November. Are you yeah. getting homesick at all? Are you all right? Um, I was a little homesick, but then I just went home. So, I was home, like, a week ago. A week or two ago. I just was my husband. That's the only thing. Because he's working. Yeah. Is he so working he's a musician. on... Yeah, okay. so he's like touring and out. But he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Always difficult when you've got two artists yeah. in a relationship. But we're used to... I mean, but, we've been doing know. it for so long, like long distance. But I kind of miss my friends and I miss my apartment. But I mean, I've been enjoying it. I love being so close to Europe, which is great mm. so i can go like visit all the countries that i want to get to where i'm like oh i have to make like this huge trip when i'm yeah. coming from america but That's here it's like huh, i can mm. just go, go on the train you can go on the train to paris you can be you can do that pop in a day over. you'd be back in time for the show in the evening yeah the paris thing that's a double. nice that is, yeah, i know i've already nice. gone to paris twice because i was like so close <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you're taking advantage of it i am and uh, well would we'll, we, I hope you don't go back in, in November. I hope you stay and maybe do stay. something else. Yeah. And then bring your husband over and he can be the musician in whatever he actually the thing loves is. It here. And then you could do yeah. it together and that would be nice. That'd be good. Because he's yeah. Australian, so he likes this is his culture. So when I when I came here, he's like, Oh, pub culture. I'm like, Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I was like, Oh, now I see. Uh, I see. Because right. I've been to Australia, but like this is like proper pub <laughs> culture. <laughs> I love it. It's anyway, great. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much oh, for coming you. in and talking to us. Thank you so and much. And good luck with the rest of the run and your concerts and everything else that you're yes. doing. Yes, and don't forget to tell your fans to follow me I will, oh, at, yeah, Marisha Wallace. at Marisha Wallace. On easy, Twitter. easy, at Marisha Wallace. Okay. Twitter, Instagram. All okay. the good stuff. Oh, all the social yeah, media stuff. Social media stuff. queen. <laughs> yes. Real, t- ask them to do that. Yes, all for right. sure. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank for you. was the musicals and theatre podcast and if you enjoyed that then why not subscribe it's absolutely free to our channel on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts you can also hear me every weekend morning from six till ten on mellow magic <laughs>